Blog Talk Radio. It's time for Breaking Chain's new show, History Talk, with Dr. LaVert Kemp. So turn the broadcast up and let's break chains in our history. Hello? 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 It's History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp on YAT Radio. It's Breaking Chains. It's time for Breaking Chains' new show, History Talk, with Dr. LaVert Kemp. So turn the broadcast up and let's break chains in our history. You're live, Dr. Kemp. Welcome, sir. Good evening, everyone. It's both an honor and a privilege to share the history of the world and also the history that, as African Americans, that we have that started long, or Africans started long before American history, uh, before. Uh, 1619, as we celebrate in America Black History Month, we start that our, like our history only began in 1619 as we came here as slaves on a slave ship. And we know that Deuteronomy 28 and 68 said that the children of Israel will go back into bondage on ships, and that we will go back to bondage on slips, and that we'll be sold in the bondage. No one will buy us, and that to, to uh, but sooner or later we would return. We wouldn't return to our home state, and that's in Deuteronomy. Each and every one that knows a little bit about history and geography know the fact that the children of Israel never went to Egypt on ships. They walked into Egypt and they went there with Joseph and there they were. And you don't need to take people by ships to Egypt that during that time it was just a landmass. It wasn't no more than a week walk or less. A couple of days walking you could be from the Holy Land to from Jerusalem to uh Egypt. Uh today the land is not connected because they built the Suez Canal. And that's still not that wide, but that is a body of water. But all the land was connected, and it was pretty much the Holy Land was pretty much what you would call North Africa. So it's it's things that we learn in our geography and other things that we could prepare ourselves. In the last couple of weeks, I've been talking, uh, periodically I've been talking at, at rather the beginning. I wanted to get us started with the origin of man. And because I, that was very important that we get the origin of man was because I wanted the origin of man didn't start in Europe. What I was trying to let us know that the origin of man started in Africa, and that we 
really about the original man. Now, the original man may look more resemblant to what we look like today. And throughout all the time, as mitochondrial DNA shows that that's where life begins, you know, the rich, rich, God, at least God, and that's where the fossil was found. And I was not reluctant, but I, will, I wanted to get it out that there's a lady named Eve. And with Eve, but I, before Eve time, you know, you, I was talking about Australopithecus. And that would have been around the time of Australopithecus would have been around the time where they, when they found Lucy. But that was like 3.818 million years ago. And she was a homeless. Her name was Eve. Uh, they couldn't get too much of her. Her, her DNA, but they were able to get some. They knew that you walk upright. But that came from south of Ethiopia, the southern lower parts of Ethiopia, going to the Sudan. But but what I'm trying to say, this is where uh, the origin of man, but Professor Leakey didn't find it, but Johansson and Tom Gray was the ones who found Lucy as they were looking for rocks. Later on, that's when Lewis and Mary Leakey began to do their study, and they were the one that was dealing around the Odiva Gorge in Tanzania. But they ended up finding so where villages where they were able to go down millions of years and find where they had village of uh, people where they excavated, and that was around 1960. Uh, they found that in Odiva uh, Gorge. Now, when they found it, they found out the pelvis showed that man walked upright. And that from that, that they learned that man didn't just just come from an ape and start walking upright. I know they have different pictures of man. Now, they have different pictures of man looking like an ape, and we have to understand who make us look like we're apes. And and the people that really don't care much about different different African Americans. Recently, I was reading a book on sapiens, and they wanted to say first the Neanderthal man had a bigger skull than different homeads. So that means they were more smarter, more intelligent than the homeads, meaning the ones in Africa and the ones what they found with the big heads uh, skull. In Europe, meaning that they were more intelligent, and you know where that comes from. That comes from racism. Well, they found out later on you could take an elephant who have the largest skull, but then you could take a regular human man, and man have been killing elephants and harvesting them for years. They're tusks. So that, that doesn't mean anything about the side of your cranium or the side of your head, of your skull. Also, when I, when they got to... Uh, to a hundred to two hundred thousand years ago, in South Africa, they found Eve, and that's the reason they call her Eve is because when they found her, they found out that every contemporary human being today, and that from since that time of Eve, the different populations of humans have drifted all over the world, all over the now world. 
and all of them are part of uh, genetically formed distinct ethnic groups that we have today carries the mitochondrial DNA of Eve. But there was a man that they found in St. Helen Bay in South Africa by an archaeologist named Andrew Smith of the University of Cape Town. He found this man's body, and uh, the man's body was found 315 B.C. That's 315 years before the birth of Christ, so that would be roughly 23, over 2,300 years ago. And uh, when they found the person, they found that this person's DNA in southern Africa is the closest relative yet known to humanity, a common common female ancestor, mitochondria Eve. This person's DNA almost totally matches her. He was the closest genetic match to Eve. And he was an African. So every if everybody came from her and he close a match, that's what came from her. Uh, other people are of no of not color, and that, you know they had out of Africa and people went into Europe and other places, and which is a Caucasian race, and they formed other ethnic other ethnic group where they carry some mitochondrial DNA, but it's not as strong or it doesn't show as much. Uh, it's not as strong in them as it is in those who are African descent. Uh, that just showed that a mutation occurred. A mutation means that that change or variation change, maybe due to climate or whatever. They didn't need to have to be the same way they were because of the different climates. It's cold weather. The skin got pale. Uh, we know that in the, uh, as African Americans are just as black, we can have an albino. In reality, a mutation of man went into like the albino state. And that's why we have the Caucasian race, is that, that it's, it's a mutation of the race that occurred. It's, it's very, very important that we understand that we are not a cursed race. And going then, I, I uh, also, we went into the Bible, and we were talking about where was the Garden of Eden. And I was sharing with those from my thesis, what I wrote when I was getting my Master's of Theology. I choose to write it on the African, the African presence in the Holy Bible. And I was astonished through doing my my research. As I did my research, I was so astonished that so many of the individuals in the Bible were really of an African race. I began to try to find out where, where, where was the Garden of Eden located? And I found out they talked about the Nile and the Pishon, I mean the Gion and the Pishon, and Little, little be known the fact that the Guyon and the Pishon both on were African rivers. Matter of fact, they flowed through through Africa. Now, it it is important that when we listen to what others have to say about it being being located 
in Asia today, around Iran, Iraq, that we're very careful to, 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 to study that area. And studying that area, you'll find out that the Nile River does not flow in that geographical location now. I've known about the Great Diluvian period of time where the Great Flood, what the Bible talks about, and all the way through that, through that, about the that time that the, all the land masses were connected over in that area, but then it came about they were not connected. But when they talk about the Gaion or the Pishon that flowed from Africa, continent into uh, Iraq. Then they talk about the third river being the Hidiki. Well, that would be the Tigris River. They say one river turned into four rivers. Uh, if you read, if you, you go back in Genesis, and you're going to find out that, and, and, and it fed the others. But I found out through different studies, through different historians, historians like Polini, a Roman historian Polini and others who talk about Havila, and it talks about this river encompassed the land of Havila. In the Haston Dictionary, it talks about the Cushite Havila journey from Africa to Arabia. And so this, this language tells me something about it being hooked together. And then I came up with it about, I thought about it. They're talking about encompass the whole land of Ethiopia and Somalia. And also, when you look up that word encompass, it's used both for the Pishon and the Gion. And each one of them encompass Havila, which is the sons of Ethiopia, which is modern-day Somalia. So it tells me that the garden was in northern, northeast Africa. And it talks about it passed, that means encompass the Guyon River, which is called the Nile River. We know that the Nile River had a connected river called Abantu. And then they, they, they call, call, one is the color, they call the white Nile or the blue Nile. And it, it goes into one. But it talks about also, they say these, the, the rivers that they gave, and it, it's it's incumbent upon us to take and read it because the Tigris River was supposed to flow east, but if you look at it on your map, it goes north. It runs parallel with the Euphrates, and then it even meets up in with the Euphrates flowing north and south. So the Hidika River cannot be could not be uh, the Tigris couldn't be the Hidika River because it it doesn't match. And then I was I was as I was was studying, I found out that we understand that the son of Cush is Ethiopia, which was him uh, son, which was Cush. Talks about it called Cush is Ethiopia. That name means burnt face. And later on, Matherum, which is brother, which settled in Egypt. And Egypt bears the name, which means black, the land of Kim. And today, many uh, Caucasians, uh, archaeologists and historians have whitewashed it and tried to make Egypt 
because everyone seen in that area in the past have always tried to make uh, black Africa or dark Africa a dark place called Lake Eva or behind time be ignorant. But if you study it and you look at the hydro hieroglyph and the pictures, cure forms and artifacts, you'll find out that the people were of African descent. They were Africans. They were not were not Arab like that's over there today. They're called nomadic Arabs. But anyway, getting to it, the word for Egypt was Kim, the land of Kim meaning the land of, of black. This is because of the fertile land of the Nile. They wanted to understand they couldn't they don't want to say that why they were yet almost just coming out the caves in, in <laughs> over in Europe not too long that blacks had pyramids. And I, I would beseech you to uh to 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 just look up in Sudan and ask are there any pyramids in Sudan? Matter of fact, there may be more pyramids in the, in Sudan than there are in Egypt. Blacks were making pyramids in Egypt up to 40-something stirs tall without a crane or without any lifting material and blocks that were perfectly square. Now, with that kind of skill, no one wanted to give credit that blacks were doing able to do that during that time, during the time when no other race was able to do it. And after I concluded my findings, I found out that 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 you know that the Nile intersects with the Hidikia. That was the thing that came up, and it flowed in and emptied into the Euphrates. Suddenly, it flowed. It took down to meet the Pashon. Though many may disagree, scientists and archaeologists agree on three these points: the landmass was formed from Africa. And for the Middle East, were connected. Scientists have come with that. There was a great flood of the land, and the masses were separated, which became the Mediterranean and the Red Sea and the Persian Gulf, probably formed. Now, they talks about the rivers, and they talks about these rivers, and they say that perhaps these some of the rivers were lost with the when the when the um. When the Red Sea was formed and the Gulf of Suzanne and, and the Mediterranean, when it separated those land masses, that some things were lost. Now, we are told that the Garden of Eden was watered by a mist because during that time, the Bible says it had not rained, but a mist watered the garden. And we know that 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 the sun evaporates water and it comes down, and it was watered by the garden because it was surrounded, they say, encompassed the garden. And I want us to understand, too, the garden couldn't be in a small little area. The garden had to be a very large area because every animal that God created was living there. Every insect, everything that God created was living in the garden. So it was not just a small area, but it was a, a large area. And after we talked about that, and I'm not going to prolong talking about the garden, but I came up with the most of the garden was located in Africa, which around the Sudan, Ethiopia, and Somalia, also parts of Egypt. Now, I started talking about, I asked uh, earlier to, when we went to the 10th chapter, 
of the book of Genesis, and it talks about Noah's son, and it talks about Noah having having these three sons put Cush, excuse me, no, Noah had Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And Japheth is known as the uh, race, at, at the progenitor of the Caucasian race, a white race. They said that Ham was a progenitor of the black race, and Cush is for the brown race. Now, I want you to understand that also I, I took my time, and as I reviewed where Abraham came from, but before Abraham time, 5,000 years ago, there was a Sumerans. And I wanted to know about the Sumerans, so I asked uh, Google, and I was Googling, and I was asking, what color were the Sumerans? And to my <laughs> delight, it came up that they were chocolate. That means they were black, they had stoop noses, and that some had straight hair, some had curly hair. And even when you see Hammerable, you see that he had a real, real nappy curly beard and the hair was curled up on his head real tight. They were, and that's the same area where Abraham came from, right around the time. We also know that that area was called the land of Nimrod. Nimrod was the son of Ham. We've been hearing that uh, Noah's son Ham was cursed, but there's no way in the Bible where he was cursed to be black. There is no way in your Bible where there was a race that was cursed to be black. He did say he did curse uh, Ham, Ham's, Ham's son, which was his grandson, Canaan. He said, curse be to Canaan. And he told uh, Canaan that is where now Canaan is where Jerusalem is now the promised land, and they did give up their land there. The blacks did live there, but the blacks gave their land up to blacks. It wasn't for the whites that's there now. And I'm about to get it. I discussed that last on last week. I asked that we would go to Genesis. And when you start going through the lineage of in the tenth chapter, you go through the lineage. And I was showing the fact that they were talking about the sons of Noah. And then it, it talks about how, how, <clears throat> excuse me, it talks about the, the children of Jephthah. And it, it talks about Jephthah. When it talks about the children, there was something very important I wanted people to notice in, in that writing. Because it tells you something that's going on today. Now, there are, the Bible talks about there are people who say that they're Jews and are not. Well, I will submit to you in that 10th chapter when it talks about the descendant of Abraham. I mean, not of Abraham, of Noah. The first person genealogy they give is the genealogy of Jephthah, the, the Caucasian one. But they said that they say now these are the gen these are the generations of the son of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Jephthah, and unto them were sons born after the flood. The sons of Jephthah were Gomer, Megal, Medea, and Javan, and Tubala, and Mecha, and Tyrus, 
the sons of Gomer were Ashkenaz. Now, I want us to, in that third verse, Ashkenaz, that's the name of the, of, of the most, the majority of the population of the people who say that they are Jews today are Ashkenaz. I want you to understand what I'm trying to, to relate to you. You cannot come from the tribe of Jephthah and be an Israelite or a Hebrew. You have to come off of Shem. So they call themselves, and it talks about people who say that they are Jews or not. There's no such thing as an Eskenized person being a Jew. That means you are Caucasian. Matter of fact, they come from around Lithuania today, Caucasian, Lithuania, around Russia area. That's the area in which they come from. The next one is the Khazars that's there now. Khazars come from north. That's north of, of today's Turkey. It's come from north of Turkey. That's the next most populated. They are not really Hebrew people. Then the next one is a Sorphan. If they are not, they're Portuguese. They're from towards Spain. So that's who's in the Holy Land today. But I want us to learn to look up names and take them. Once we learn the different names of, of the different tribes and who was the progenitor of this person, I know we don't like to, when we get to doing studying Bible, we don't like to deal with lineages. But lineages will ring a bell to you who you are and where you came from. Today, we go to about our ancestry.com. They got one about African.com. And it tells you what tribe you came from. You could go DNA.com. And when you do that, it'll tell you uh, from what area you came from, and, and it tell you today, African-Americans, how many percentage. I took it and said from around the area of Nigeria and Southeast Africa, what I was so many percentage, and I was uh, 86%, I think, and 11% around Great Britain, and I was with 3% from right around uh, South Africa, around Zimbabwe and Nambia, and then uh, from around 2% of Ethiopia, but then they came later on and said by the trans thing, by the by people traveling around Traverse, that to the one I was, I had uh, a Jewish, all kind of different other little things that they put in there that was smaller little percentage within that. But what, what I'm trying to say is so many of us today are all mixed up who we are and our history have been taken away from us. Our history did not start in America. We were kings and great architects before that. We have to understand that Imhotep built the first pyramid. He was an engineer, he was a doctor, he 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 was able to 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 do all these feats with being a mathematician. M Hotel, first pyramid builder. Now now these things are things that people of African lineage built, but we're never given credit for the structures and things that we've done when we watch television. 
you watch Ben Hurd as white people with Moses uh, and, and white people. You look at Abraham. Abraham is a white man. Impossible. Impossible for him to come from North Africa and be a, that they didn't come from the country where the Sumer was from and come be a lineage of Shem and be that and be that color. All of this has been, and, and I've said it last week, and I'll say this, and I, I pray this stick to whoever's listening to us. Whosoever write the narrative, or what I'm saying, write the story, make the people be what color they want them, how smart or how ignorant or how dumb, whatever you want to say it to be. They make that person to be that, and being that the people who have written our narrative and even written the books for our school have always put black people behind a ball. We've always been the ball that everybody's knocking down. We've always been the people that they told us not not to allow us to read. Well, why? Because once you learn who you are, then you can move forward. Your language was taken away from you, your history, your culture, everything has been taken away. And you were taught that you were a slave and that was it, and you were a dummy, and that you were below the race of people who enslaved you. That's what we was taught. Now, as we go further into the biblical prospects of it, I told you earlier that the Sumers in which way Abraham came from, they say he came from around Ur the Chaldees, around Mesopotamia, and the Mesopotamia were a dark-skinned race. Now, they wanted to say Shem was, was, was white. Shem was not a white person. They already tell you he came from the, the place called around Sum, the Sumerun. Well, and then you call that place the land of Nimrod. Nimrod was the grandson of Ham, which was the black guy, who they called a mighty hunter before the Lord. That's the one who led in building the Tower of Babel. Nimrod. I know the day... It's, it's a different, and in, in, in now if you do go to Saudi Arabia and other places, you will see people that's real, real dark skin and have hair like African-American, and they, they're not transplants. They've always been there. Now, some others have been, um, it's come from different mixtures of races, but those people have already always been there. Some have been run out of their own countries, but they've always been there. And then going further into the Bible, it said, talks about, now, I was the one earlier who I told you that we need to look up things about the children of Ham, about Kut, Push, and Metherim, and talk about Havilah, Sheba. I mean, and, and, and what's so great about this is we start looking at, at the, uh, the Archivites, the Amorites, the Girgashites, the Havites, the Nebusites, the Zemorites, and the Hamites. And, and we look at them and by look about Metherum and, and Lildum and, and the rest of them, and you're going to find out that these were blacks. The, the Bible is talking about blacks, but we don't understand the different lineages that they're talking about. All you have to do is find, find follows the lineage of Ham, 
and you'll see by the son, Ham, son named Put Cush Canaan, the sons of, uh, of Cush was Sheba, Queen of Sheba, that had the son for Solomon, Havilah, Sabbatha, Ramah, Shibitra, Mamra, Sheba, Dadan, Cush begot Nimrod, you the mighty one on earth. And it goes on and it talks about how he would try to in Erech. And it talks about Shinar. Shinar was black. That's where Abraham came from. It, you know, the, the, okay, they say out of the land, land went from, what are you talking about, Asia and Bill Nineveh. Now, these are black. These are the places where Abraham stopped, stopped there. We are taught that Abraham was a white person. Abraham was never white. See, chapter 10, verse verse uh, 6 through 20 will give you the name of the tribe of the nation of people that were in the Bible. After building the foundation of all of these people, the, after you build this foundation, and the foundation I want you to try to build on is Cush. Had a son named Metherum. You had Cush, Metherum, Put, and you had Canaan. You had Egypt, Egyptian, Ethiopia. You had Egypt. You had Libya, Cyrene. You had the Canaanites and the Phoenicians. Now, I, 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 I smile when I say the Phoenicians because I noticed that they did give something pertaining to that when they played that movie, right? It's coming up pretty soon about Moses. They said the Phoenicians were coming. And when the Phoenicians were coming, they came in dancing. Some Africans came in bearing gold for Pharaoh. Now, that was hidden about that by the Phoenicians. That's where your alphabets, that's where from our alphabets and our weight, how you weigh stuff for the for the trade thing came from, from the Phoenicians. That's why we have today hooked on because it came from you, came from from from, from dog folk. Now I'm not saying this to belittle any white person or anything, but it's time that we learn the truth. And it's time that they teach their children the truth about where different things came from, who was the master builders. We see it, the master builders, the all seeing eye on top of the pyramid and the pyramid. The master builders were Africans who built a pyramid. Now, let us be, let, us, let the truth be told. And it's time that it's told. But now I submit to us today. And, and and I really want to say this because, and I'm not down in my race, but it's time that we start reading. It's so much that, that even Caucasians have written. But for some reason, I don't know if it's that they figure we'll never pick the books up and take our time to read it with comprehension or whatever. But it's right there in the books. I was able to go to World Modern Nations. That you could even Google it today and ask questions and find out exactly who's who. That's all we have to do. That's all we have to do. 
And then I, I say key words to look up when you uh, when you're looking for blacks and, and blacks in in the earlier parts in, in in the New Testament when they talk about the Amorites, the Canaanites, talk about Cush Cushan, Cushite, Cushite, Het, Hetites, Henites, Jebus, Metherim, Put. Zodom, Sodom and Zodom. Now, and they're talking about Zodom and Zodom. They were fishermen. Put his Libya, the third son of Ham. Metherim is Ethiopia, the second son of Ham. Jabez is Jerusalem, the third son of Canaan. Hanite is a villager, descendant of Cain. Hittite, Hittite is a descendant of Heth. Heth is Hittite again, and it's the second son of Canaan. Cushite is Ethiopia derived from Cush. Cushite is Ethiopian derived from Cush, and Cushan is blackness derived from Cush. Cush is mean black is the first son of Ham. Canaan is humble, the fourth son of Ham. Amorite, Highlander, which means that that person lived up in the mountains in the hill, and that was a descendant of Canaan. It behooves me to say that the Phoenicians were black. They were the people who were proficient to in philosophy, astronomy, geometry, arithmetic, navigation. These black Africans had good harbors, which enabled them to navigate to distant lands. The Venetians were skilled also with metalwork, needlework, embroidery. They extracted dye from shellfish abounding in the adjacent water. We find that the English alphabet we have derived from the ancient African nation. The Phoenicians' powerful navy, they were the greatest Training, trading people. They were traders. When the Phoenicians traded with the Greek and the Greek did not have alphabets, as a result, they adopted the Phoenician alphabets in order to transact business. Greek passed these alphabets to the Romans. The Roman transmitted these alphabets to German Anglo-Saxon tribes. It was brought to the British Isles. The first two letters of the Phoenician and Hebrew alphabet is alphabet, and the second is beta. It's an alphabet, which is similar to the word alphabet. Phoenician also give the system of weight and measurements to Europe. These are things that go so far back into time that's not told to us in any any form or fashion, we might ask ourselves a question. What color were the real Hebrews? And, 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 and why, when we see the Hebrews on television, they always show someone white? Why is it that we see in over in the Holy Land today nothing but white people and they say that they are Hebrew speaking 
Hebrew-speaking people, but I, I want to submit to you today that they are not. Now, this should be a major concern of all Bible readers as well as Bible scholars. As a black or African uh, men and women, we know of racism and justice that we face on a day-to-day basis. We, the same people who were denied our civil rights, the same people who held us bondage of slavery, will it tell you the truth? Second Timothy 2 and 15 say, study to show yourself approved on the God that a workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. This verse tells us that we as Christians need to research the scripture for ourselves, that we ought to know that Abraham is the father of the Hebrew race. The Bible teaches, teaches us that Abraham was from Haran, and Sarah was barren, that she had no children. And Terah took Abraham, his son, and and led his son of Haran and his sons and his sons and Sarah, his daughter, which that was his daughter. That's in Genesis 11, chapter verse 31. She was Abraham's half-sister. And his son and Abram's wife, they went forth with them unto Ur the Chaldees. They came in in Herod, they came to Herod, and they dwelt there. Well, if they came from Ur the Chaldees, that's where he came from, which is around Mesopotamia. That's the Sumerans. That means that they were earlier, as I told you, were chocolate. They tell us that Nimrod also, I told you earlier about, Nimrod settled in Iraq around Babylon in Genesis 10, 9, and 11. And he was a mighty hunter. I read that to you before the Lord. If Nimrod was from there and he was Ham's grandson, and Ham is black, who is Abraham to be born out of that place? And the beginning of the kingdom of Babylon and Iraq and the car was Calum and the land of Shinar. Out of that land went forth Asher and built Nineveh and the city of Rehob and Kala. To understand these scriptures, one must have a map of Asia, minor, before Abraham. And in the 11th chapter of that book of Genesis, that about Nimrod, the grandson of Ham, began his kingdom around Ur the Chaldees. That was his kingdom. We are not to be fooled. The Bible called this region Shinar. Abraham coming from this region would have to be of a dark race or black Cushite. And when you look at it, they say Shinar, and you look further, they say Midianite, or they were talking about the land of Midian, which would have mean there was a Cushite meaning that there were Ethiopians, which would also understanding that the entire area was part of the Ethiopian empire at that time. The book tells us that God confused their tongue in Genesis 11, chapter verse 7 and 8. So the Lord scattered them abroad from this 
upon the face of the earth, and they left off to build cities. Now, I want you to understand that this is your Bible. This is your Bible talking, but this is your Bible being being studied by race of people and not just glancing over and letting someone from another race tell you what the Bible say and not do their research and making the Bible say what they would like it to say. Now we find in Genesis, we find that in Genesis, that 11th chapter, that God was not pleased with their eagerness to reach his heaven. So he uh, paid them a visit and caused confusion in their language at this speech. This tone caused them, the Bible say, to scatter abroad, leaving Nimrod's dream unfinished, the Tower of Babel, which was the dream of the mighty black warrior Nimrod. In Michael, the fifth chapter, verse 5 and 6, Babylon is noted as being the region of Nimrod. Now, now this is what I want you to understand. This is where Abraham came from, a little bit after Nimrod. Put this in put this in, 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 in the context. And for centuries, periods to afterward, Mican Babylonian continued to be inhabited and governed by the seed of Ham. After research and careful study of history and archaeology, the evidence is conclusive. Abraham was not white. He was not a light-skinned person. Studying deeper in this research, we find that Abraham was a native of the Chaldees, a city called Ur, and left it within the period of Hamatic king Kutai. In uh, 1848 edition of the Family Bible by Beard and Dillon contains the identical book of the King James Version with additional text, the Apocrypha, at Judah, Tibet, and Esther. Now, these are your books in your Catholic Bible, the Esther 1 and 2, and the Wisdom of Solomon and Birch, the Prayer of Manasseh, King of Judea, the first and second book of Maccabees, etc. It states clearly in the book of Judah 5, Fifth chapter, verse 1, Judah, fifth chapter, verse 1 and 24, that Abraham was a descendant of the Chaldeans. <laughs> that tells you if he was a Chaldean, he, he was an Ethiopian. The bill of the Chaldeans, which was Hermetic, which means he was black in race, language, and civilization. Archaeological discoveries of rocks written on annals and ancient cuneiform records have conclusively demonstrated that the Hermetic Negro were the earliest settlers of Ur. The African Ethiopian Empire had for ages dominated Ur, what they call the Chaldean, were not a mixed race, were and then some say they were half. Then it's believed later on they became a mixture of the Hamite and the Shemites, the black and the brown. And which uh, most uh, 
they got dark skinned Ethiopians, you got brown skinned Ethiopians, and there's and you know, other some others came in later on. Of the pure and they say Ethiopian were a pure African Ethiopian breed or hermetic race. Those who were mixed had strong Negroid feature features. And the early Semitic people and the Hamites possessed deep, dark skin, woolly hair. And then they even talks about this. Listen at this. In the World Market Nation, they talk about sometimes you could find them with, with, with yellow hair, meaning that they were albino and white hair found among the ancient Semitic and Hebrews. But they were feared as socially and shy because... Even back then, you have to understand when I told you that well, whites never t- say this, but they'll tell you that when they came out of Africa that a mutation occurred, that whites are, are, are like a mutation. It's a mutant. It's like being an albino. And that's why they say back then if something was white, that they were showing. You can find that in Leviticus 13, the 6th chapter, 16th, 13th chapter, verse 16, in, in the 6th chapter, verse 30 and 32, in Genesis 10, 15, uh, 23, 7 through 20, 25. You can find it throughout the Bible. Now, let us not forget that Abraham, the father of the Hebrew race, fought even also Abraham being black himself, fathered a son by Hagar. His African servant, you remember the Bible talks about that, but it but it tells us different things about Abraham leaving the order of Chaldees of Mesopotamia and all that place. I just showed you the fact that if you do your research, you'll find out that the what they call the Sumerans or Shinar, they were African of African descent back then. Go back five thousand years ago, back back four thousand years ago, and you'll find out who were the people. And use the Bible as being progenitor. I don't think people ever really thought that one day that we would really, really take our time and go back to anthropology and go back to archaeology and others to find out who was these people that lived in certain areas during certain periods of time. And you're going to be very, very impressed. So many people are going to be impressed at the fact that the truth have never been told to us unless we go and we get it ourselves. You know, I, they had this cliche that says that a mind is a terrible thing to waste. I've seen us being able to be told all kinds of, of things to rob our pocketbooks in churches today because we don't research for ourselves as an African-American race and as Africans or people as a whole. And I think uh, that mainly Africans know a little more about the history and cultures than we know because we have, we are, we have been, uh, came over with the transatlantic slave trade. Uh, and so therefore we lost all sense of where we came from, who are our people but I, I have some su- surprises coming up in future nights that's to come about our heritage. 
Now, I want us to look at, at the, when they talk about uh, Abraham being the father of the race of Hebrews. And through, through history, it tells us, through records from the Ethiopian hydroglyph, the God of our Hebrew Laredites, that means forefathers, Exodus 3 and 3, since they had yet adopted Yahweh, Jehovah, in Egyptian hieroglyph, it is in Hebrew or in Greek and in Latin, who in fact replaced El Shaddai, a tribal deity without any form of a holy sacred scripture before one was introduced in in Moses' name, following the latter alleged the education in the mystery system. Now what that says is that God God really worked with Moses. Moses going into bondage and and, and, and I'm skipping a little something because I want to show you something. Uh at the Tower of Babylon, let us step back to the 11th chapter of Genesis, when at the Tower of Babylon they were scattered. Jephthah the white race went up to Europe. Now, I want you to pay close attention, reading, studying your Old Testament. Really, the Jephthah or the Caucasian race does not come back into your Bible until thousands of years later. They don't come back until thousands, almost 2,000 years later before they show up with a presence in the Bible through almost the rest of the Old Testament, they're nowhere there. But when they come back, they're Romans or Greeks, and they're they're, they're conquering and they're they're killing and taking land like what's going on even to today. I want you to pay close attention to it. It's, it's, It's all right in your Bible, right before your face. What I'm trying to say is, Okay, Abraham had a child by Hagar because Sarai was barren. She bare a son named Ishmael, Ishmael, which is supposed to be the father of the Muslim or the Arab race. He left with his mother, and they separate. Now, all the way through your Bible, the Shemites and the Hamites have married. It just I just to tell you that that's what happened there. They married. Now, starting off from there, you're going to find out that those, so Abraham had a, had a wife that was an Ethiopian. Moses' wife was Ethiopian. Now, now uh, it, it, watch this, watch this, watch, watch what I'm about to tell you. When Sarah got jealous when she bared a child, and she bared Isaac, Isaac biblically said that Isaac was the child of the spirit because God promised that child, and Ishmael was the child of the flesh. So Sarah got jealous and told Abraham that he had to send that child away. But Abraham cried and cried because that was part of him. And, and and every every man today, I don't care what color you are, we ought to feel that way about our children. 
Abraham told his wife that 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 that, that child was born of his bone, flesh of his flesh. He did not want to send him away, but God said, Go and send him away. But Abraham asked that God would bless that child. But but God did also tell him something. He said that every man that that he would make a great nation of him, and twelve prince would come from him. Some say those are the all all sheiks and some of the Arabs down below that 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 are, are descendants that came from from Ishmael. Ishmael. And the twelve prince, but God blessed him. But he said that every man was going to be they were going to be at his stroke. They were going to stay in war. Now, and he would be in war. So now it goes through the the, the part of uh, Abraham traveling and Abraham. Why would God send Abraham, a white man in black Egypt, to talk about staying somewhere? Now, that, that wasn't going, but the Bible said a family hit the land and he went there. And that's why he told Pharaoh that his wife was his sister. And what he was telling the truth, but I want to I wanna submit to everyone tonight, I had truth a lie. She was his wife, but she was yet his sister. She was his half-sister. Now, now, whenever you tell a half-truth, I say, I'm Dr. LeVert Kemp. I was born in Paris, France. Well, I am Dr. LeVert Kemp, but I wasn't born in Paris, France, so I'd make that whole thing a lie. I have truth a lie. Now, I want you to understand that after these people, I'm going to show you different times that black-on-black merit in the Bible. When I'm telling you, when I show you the children, uh, I show you the Hebrews and then the children of Ham marry, the the Semites and the Hamites marry, that's black-on-black. And black-on-black, you're not going to get but black. Okay, let, 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 let's look at it. I got some more I want to say before we end tonight. After we out and looking at all these hieroglyphs, and they were saying, showing that in Egypt, there was a word in Egypt that was the same word that was used for Yahweh and Jehovah. That were words by the men, what they, what they call themselves misregard. El Shaddai, which was in Exodus 6 and 3, which we're talking about a tribal deity of a holy or sacred scripture before one was even introduced to Moses. The name following the latter alleged education of the mystery system, this system provides his knowledge up to the walk on Mount Horeb. And God, I want to let us know something. God had the Egypt, him growing up, Moses growing up as as the son of Pharaoh's daughter, Pharaoh's grandson. That would be awful strange for me to have a, a grandson, a white grandson. And during that time, everybody in Egypt, just about other than slaves, were were black. But then in Moses, the children of Israel looked exactly. They looked exactly alike. You couldn't tell a Shemite. From a Hamite, they looked alike, and so he was able to grow up. But he was taught 
by the best. He had astrology. He was trained in war, mathematics, and all this God formed, and Moses was a born leader. Moses had the training in Pharaoh's house. Moses. And I want you to look at, talk about during the time of, of CA 1196 B.C. And the 19th dynasty assumed that this story of Moses was validated. Thus, Weidman is his most noted book of religion of the ancient Egyptians. Page 12 states this position. As we learn to read the history of ancient countries and the archaeological find, we learn new wisdom to open doors of our past fathers, their race, their religion. Now let us continue to unveil the mystery of the color, or what color was the original Jews. Let us look at the color of more Old Testament personalities. May I state again, the purpose of this writing is not to bring hatred or any against any other race for past injustices, but to both enlighten and to bring forth the truth about the part Africans played in the Bible as well as in history of this world. Let it be known to the reader that I believe, or those who hear, that the Holy Bible, I believe the Holy Bible, but I believe racism have caused some things to be purposely left out. Now that we have studied Abraham, let us look further. In the book of Judge, the taking of Negro or black Amorites' wives still constitute a thorny problem among the Jews who returned following that Babylonian exile. They were talking about Canaan and Isaac, descendants of the of a different crossbreed producing other blacks. Uh, and there was no such thing as a white Hebrew. The ancient Jews were also black, that many Romans mistook them for Ethiopians. The most rigid code among the Jews to prevent Misconjugation means breeding against a failure to breeding against others. Even in the Jewish father, Abraham opposed such marital forbiddance by marrying a non-Jewish woman of Africa. The black lady Hagar in Genesis 12 and 6, 33 and 19, let us Pay close attention now. Abraham, I want you to pay attention to something about Abraham, and I think I'm gonna gonna close with this. Abraham, after Sarah died, and I haven't got to that part, but I'm just gonna put in a nugget. Abraham died and he married another black lady called Katara. Now Abraham came from more of the Chaldees, Mesopotamia, which was from the land of Shinar, which we find out was uh, Ethiopian uh, uh, black civilization, he married a lady named Katara. His, 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 she was black, and she bared Abraham about five or six kids. All of this in your Bible. But, I, but it was incumbent to know that they married 
all these African women, and they were not interbreeding, they weren't breeding, or they were not cohabitating with whites. Whites were not even in the area of the Holy Land. And the Holy Land would have been known before the Suez Canal as North Africa. The Bible is really a book about blacks when you really read it, but it's not about just about blacks. And I want us to understand this. God is a spirit, and they that worship him, worship him spirit and in truth. But God gave his message for someone to give to the world. And the people who he gave it to were people of color. They were not Caucasian. They were not of a mutant race, but they were of an African race. We were the master builders when people, uh, it shows that when the Neanderthals lived in caves, that people in Africa was building stone buildings. They were also living in huts and stone buildings, and people were eating raw meats, and they were cooking their meat, and they had very nice tools and pottery. And people in Europe were still living in caves. So the things that we look at is not true what's being taught today. I'm going to say this every night before I, 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 I leave there. The most downfall of, of our black race today is our school system. We need our school system, but we need to teach our children the truth. The school system brainwash our children that they're nothing. They go through from first through 12th grade, it's, and the courses are mandatory. Black history or black world history is not mandatory to be taught that show all the things that blacks have discovered, the travel of blacks that navigated the ocean back then. That's not being taught. They're not taught that the truth about the history of America, that a group of savages came and killed and did a genocide against the indigenous people of America, that a man came over and gave diseases and killed people for what he thought was gold, and the people treated them nice, and they came kill them and took their land and, and did a genocide. All close to 100 million, they've estimated, could have been killed. Or either they took a race of people and enslaved them, and almost about 50 to 70 million lost their life either being killed during being captive and then being killed on metal passages or died by being beat to death or died of diseases or worked to death or being hung or burnt on American soil. That's the history of America. And be truthful about it. Don't build it up about it was so good and the Indian was savages and black were naked savages. No, you ripped the people up from their home. They came to a place, didn't know the language. They didn't know what was going on. It was in a blind culture because they didn't know what was being said. Once they were able to to be told and learn part of the, the English language, they're able to be your cooks, they're able to be in your houses, they were able to be do everything. They were able to do the horseshoes, they were able to do everything you needed them to do once they learned the language. But they then you didn't want them to ever find books to read because then they would know who they are. But it's time that we wake up. We are a beautiful race of people. We shouldn't be killing one another on streets. We're going through enough with this coronavirus thing going out 
today. God is not satisfied with the way the world is going, with the lies and the murders and the injustices of this whole world. Wars all over the place. One country want to conquer another country. One want to be a superpower, the next one. God is not satisfied. Men, 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 women, men, women, and we all say that we are children of God. But I just want to let, let you know, like, I grew up believing that the Bible was a white man book until I did my research. And I found out it was so far the opposite. They know who we are, but do you know who you are? i leave you with that. Uh, Pastor Harrod, and to all the listeners, I have so much more things I will, I'm going to share with you as we go along. I love you. God bless you. Stay safe. Listen at our scientists. Listen at the doctors. Social distancing. And then self-quarantine. Stay being quarantined. Go in your house. Stay stay in your home unless you really have to go out until the storm is over. In the book of Isaiah, the 26th chapter, in the 20th verse, Isaiah talks about when the plague will come upon them, that we are to go inside our boards, inside our home, and go in the innermost part and hide ourselves for a while until the plague passes over. So it's time for us to go in and just let the plague pass over and say to God be the glory. God bless you guys and much love from my heart. Brother Reverend Hackrod. Good night. Next week, we'll take off from where uh, I left. Uh, the study about Abraham, we're going to finish studying about Abraham and his mixture with his wife, Katara. We'll start off from there. Each, uh, each night, I gave a brief summary from where we began our study. And I, I thought it was so important that I would always start off with that part because I want us to understand that we didn't come from ape and that we are a people that way man originated from the African continent. It's not a dark continent. It may be the most richest continent with more natural resources than any other continent on this earth. Right now, the Chinese and everybody, Russia, everybody is trying to get in on the wealth. Many of the Portuguese and the Spaniards and the British and others have pillaged and the French have pillaged the country for years, raped the country for years for plutoniums and diamonds and all that. That's where this majority of the plutonium is found to make nuclear weapons. That's why so many people never stepped in when they was doing all this bad racial stuff tension within South Africa, apartheid, because they didn't want to get in the wrong side with those people in South Africa because they 
control of plutonium. And uh, I was just, I'm so glad to be here with you guys tonight. I'm going to ask, is there any questions that need to be asked? We can do a question and answer. I'm standing by. Are there any questions for tonight? If there are no other questions, I don't hear anyone with any questions tonight. I hope that something was said or some research has been done that could help us get a better understanding about our world, about the origin of man, and about the Bible and what the Bible says about where the Garden of Eden was located, about who were the people in certain areas when the Bible starts off and talk about Shem, Ham, and Jephthah and how they moved around. I uh, just hope that what I was saying about Abraham and where he came from, uh, taking uh, the veil off of eyes that people can see facts, and I gave the books that they could read and go back and find out. And these are Caucasians who wrote these books that tell, that tell, but did they ever figure that you would pick them up? That's for them to know or for others to know, but I'm going to pick a book up. I want to know about myself. I don't want to study a book or say I'm so worshiping a God. I don't know where it comes from or just believe what someone else say. So with that, I'm going to have a prayer. I've been asked, I've asked once and uh, again, is there anyone that have a question for me tonight? Uh, is there anyone? Yes, sir. I don't know if there's anyone. Uh, my my system is uh, under attack right now, so I've been trying to say something, but it wouldn't let me. But uh, the system is acting crazy. But anyway, uh, the lines are open. If anyone has a question for Dr. Kemp, I do apologize. Does anyone have a question for Dr. Kemp tonight? Okay, Dr. Kemp, no questions, sir. Okay, if not, again, God bless you. I pray that, again, that something I said that brought more knowledge to you about how the world, the origin of man, and difference about the Bible, what the Bible really says, and what the Bible really talk about. We, we, we've been discussed that people have used the Bible so much as a, as in, in racial separation of the people and not told the truth that Caucasian were not in certain areas during the time of the Bible, that they left in, in the 11th chapter of, of Genesis and really didn't play any part of um, in the Old Testament until they came and conquered and later on had Jesus killed. And maybe later on the Apostle Paul dying on the chopping block. Um, but... We, it's, it's something that we need to really read and, and really re- do research. We need to research. Uh, this is for African-Americans, just this tidbit. But what I said earlier was for everyone because God is no respectable person. Uh, but for African-Americans, those in, in America who 
uh, African descent, uh, Hebrew, black Hebrews, uh, many of us are Hebrews. Uh, and I'm going to prove that to our listeners that many uh, those who were sold in the transatlantic slave trade that came from West Africa are Hebrews. There are still Hebrews in Southern Africa called Lemba. There are Hebrews that were sold to uh, the United States from what they call the Kingdom of Judah, which you can find on the 1747 map of Africa. You will see where they say the Kingdom of Judah, and they call it the slave trade, that you were sold over here from other black tribes, which were Hamites, because you were not a Hamite. You are their complexion, but you your 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 genealogy made you a Shemite. And when you left in seventeen at the seventy seventeen AD, Anna Domini seventy, that they fled the Holy Land and ran into different parts of Africa, hundreds of thousands of, of Israelites not to go back and build homes on the West Coast, Southern Africa, Northeast Africa, and live there even to the day, which have straight descendants of the children of Israel. But the ones that came to America were supposed to be from the tribe of Judah, and that seemed to be us. Igbo people, they know who we are, and we're going to get to all that coming up. We, it just, we have a rich history, and every time I just think about if we could just pour this knowledge into our people and let the people know we are great people, I think that crime would go down, um, Reverend Hyderabad. I really do. Once people really know who they are, I think that crime and other things would go down and know that the Bible is not a white man's book. It's a book for every man, but it was virtually written by black people. But being the people who are the narrators who, who copyrighted and rewrited and made all the characters, when they put the pictures of the people in the Bible characters, they made them white. And so that's where we get that from. That's Jesus right. Christ is a white man in North Africa. <laughs> now that's 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 not so. About out of Africa, I bring my son. Jesus went hid in Africa. That his mother and father hid him in Africa. That's like having a a fly in a milk bowl. You go take him to a white country. And have a little black baby that, or have a black, have a drop of, on a black sheet of paper, put a white dot on it. You could tell that white dot from anyway. They could have went and found him. The king, the king could have went and got him any any time. But nevertheless, uh, I really enjoyed sharing um, my thesis, uh, my research work with everyone. And I, I really want to just thank um, Reverend Haverard for giving me the platform to share this with each and every one. I love you, and God bless. 
and uh, God bless you, sir. We love you, too, and we look forward to next Tuesday, and uh, you can pray us out, sir. Merciful eternal Father, we come, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we come asking, Lord, that you would look upon us, Lord. First, Lord, we ask that you would forgive us if we have sinned by omission or commission. Father, we ask in the mighty name of Jesus that you would bless this country, bless this world, Lord. Bless each and every inhabitant all over the globe. Bless us, Lord. Lord, and as we go through this pandemic, Lord, you say you'll never leave us, nor will you forsake us. Lord, give us the wisdom and the knowledge and strengthen our doctors and our scientists how to uh, find a cure for this. Uh, some vaccination, vaccinate the vaccinators against this from coming back again. Lord, give our leaders, Lord, give them the wisdom and the knowledge. And, Lord, let them quit being so grandiose, Lord, and just thinking about themselves, Lord. Uh, let them focus on the lives of people. Let them know a hundred of thousands of lives depend on them. Lord, this is spreading around. I've never seen anything like it. But I know, Lord, you say you raise up nation, you tear them down. You raise up kings and you take kings down. I know you are the author and the finisher of this whole world. You are the beginning and the end of everything. I just praise you, Lord. I want you just to reach out in this audience, Lord, that's listening, Lord, and bless everyone, Lord. Build us up where we're torn down. Strengthen us, Lord, where we're weak. We ask that you would lead and guide us in the way that we should go. As Solomon said in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, that we are to trust in the Lord with all our hearts, lean not to our own understanding, but in all the ways acknowledge him. And he shall direct our paths. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We ask a bless you, special blessing upon Brother Hot Rod and his family, Lord. Keep them in your keeping hand. Put your strong arm of protection around them on every side. Lord, bless all those who have lost loved ones the COVID-19. Bless those who are hospitalized on ventilators. Bless those who are just sick, who are just confined in their home for 13 or 14 days, being quarantined at home for 14 days. Bless them, Lord. Yes. We know, Lord, that there's more healing in the hem of your garments than any drugstore or pharmacist. Yes. Lord, we ask that you move in a mighty, mighty way, Lord. Move upon this earth, Lord. We know you can if you only will, Lord. Just move. Oh, we thank yes. you, Lord. We praise you. Thank you. When it's all said and done, we know that you are the answer. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray for us sake. Amen. God bless each and every one of you. Amen. Amen. God bless. Have yourself a wonderful night. We'll see you tomorrow night. Men and women of God come together with the P31 and the Men of Valor, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. We'll see you tomorrow night. God bless you and much love. Good night. You've been listening to History Talk on Breaking Chains with Dr. LaVert Kemp. Thank you for listening and tune in next week to learn more of who you are. Breaking Chains History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp. Leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence. Thanks for turning us on this evening. Just know we are here to assist you in recovering your light from back from the darkness. Speak the truth with Young Adults Talk Live, a ministry for the people of God. So let's join together and recover what's ours. God bless you from the Young Adults Talk family.